Welcome back to Not Your Average BS, where we talk about what everybody else is thinking. What's up, you all? Happy Monday. Welcome what? to 2021. Yes, um, I actually just recently signed my recording deal for anybody who's listening. Um, you will find me on Spotify, Apple Music. I'm about to drop my EP, so get ready. Um <laughs> We have an emerging Ariana Grande. In yes, our you do. Um, Brendy and I are taking the cozy route today. It's just us two. We're literally, I'm laying in my bed. Brendy Luhu is over there on her couch. And we just decided to make it a more chill, casual episode today. We really wanted to start the new year off calm, intentional. We wanted to talk about the things that we learned in the good old year of 2020, the year that broke everybody and everything. And we also wanted to... I thought you were going to say the year that broke everybody's back for some reason. <laughs> and I was like, that's not a saying. Because you know you like to say those like random sayings that aren't actually sayings. Uh, and that's really that direction I thought you were going Yes, in. she does make up her own sayings over here. But no, um, honestly, we just wanted to keep it fun and lighthearted. We know that obviously 2020 was a year for everybody in some shape, form, or fashion. So we just really wanted to sit down, have a cute little conversation, and kind of honestly just talk about the things that we have been learning and what we hope 2021 is. Because, Brandy, you brought it to my attention the other day about how big of a year 2021 is going to be for us specifically because we're about to graduate from our grad program. It's been a cute two years. And hopefully we're going to get a job. I don't know. I don't know what's next. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, the way this job market is looking, the way this pandemic is looking, it's really a toss up as to what's going to happen next. So if y'all see me back in Greensboro working retail in October, mind your business. I'm trying to find a job. (laughs) Mind your business. Mind your business. I might be on the corner selling not my body, but something else, not drugs, but something else, you know, something, (laughs) some baseball cars that I found at a garage sale or something of that nature. (laughs) Collector's edition. (laughs) Collector's edition. Collector's edition. But um, on a real note, yeah, 2021 is going to be big for us. I'm really excited for kind of what's to come for us personally and professionally. But with that being said, let's hop into today's episode. Um, Let's do an appetizer, shall we? Do you have one for today? Because I do. Mine is most recent. Let's do it. Let's do it. What if we actually have the same one? That would be kind of funny. Because we didn't talk I feel like it's not. Beforehand. Okay, good. No, we didn't. <laughs> I feel like it's not because I just told you about this and you said that you were going to watch this. Oh, okay. Okay. I gotcha. So my appetizer, and this kind of goes hand in hand with one of my 2021 goals, which we'll get into a little bit later. But um, my brother has been helping me get into investing. So I just downloaded Robinhood and it's just an app. First of all, if you ask me anything about the stock market, I can probably tell you approximately 0.3 things. But my brother did help me set up my account. He helped me invest in a couple stocks that I was interested in. But I think 2021 is just 
going to be a great year to invest. Um, we have a lot of great companies on the come up. And now is really the time to go ahead and invest your coin. So I'll leave a link in the show notes below if you guys want to download Robinhood. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. It's a win-win for everybody. And you don't have to buy the full stock of a company if you don't want to. You can invest as little as $1 if you want to. So it's really great for beginners such as myself. Um, and I'll leave some other resources for you guys below about stocks and investing because, like I said, I'm not a professional. I barely know anything. But I think just now is the perfect time. If, you're, if you've been thinking about investing for a little bit, if you're kind of confused on what the stock market is, I was there too approximately three days ago. So, I mean, I feel you. I relate. So I'll put some resources that help me out too. Not three days ago. I was also going to say with that, um, I know a lot of people get intimidated by you know, investing and things of that nature. Um, if you, you know, bank through places like Wells Fargo and pretty much any any other major bank, part of their jobs are also to have like a financial analyst on board or like a personal um, finance advisor that you can utilize as a part of you being like a customer at their bank. So definitely if you have questions about, you know, the stock market or where to invest or how to save properly, like Brendy's talked a million times before about a high yield savings account. So definitely spend, I would say, this next year or so really becoming financially literate because even if it just starts with putting like, you know, $5 a month into some sort of investment fund, by the time you're 40, 50, 60, who knows how much money that's going to yield for you um, in the long term. And I use apps like Acorns and Stash. And I know one of those apps actually does roundup investing. So anytime I make a purchase, it'll round up to the next nearest dollar and invest in just like some random company. I need to get on there and look and see exactly where all the money has went. But honestly, that's just a small way even too, because every time you swipe your debit card, you're not even really thinking about where the extra like, you know, 32 cents could have gone. So I think that that's a really great option too. I need to look into Robinhood. I haven't heard about that before you had told me about it, um, Brendy. I'll send you my linky link. Yeah, so that you can get a free stock and I can get a free stock too. Yeah, turning out stocks like Oprah, baby. But my appetizer is actually a movie that's going to kind of sound weird. It's Pixar's latest film called Soul. It, first of all, I thought the movie was about something entirely different than what it actually ended up being about. I thought it was all about like death and dying for some reason. And in some capacity, it kind of is. But um, it's focused um, around a black um, man as the main character, which obviously we love to see. And the whole movie basically just takes you through this journey um, of this man. I'm obviously not going to give you any spoilers, but it really got me thinking. And the movie kind of like the overarching theme is more so like the purpose of life is not to find one thing that you're amazing at and hone in on that and make that your life's mission. While some people may disagree with that, I'm somebody who I feel like for the past few years, I've really struggled with trying to find my purpose or trying to figure out why I'm on this earth when in actuality, we're on earth and we're here just to live. We're supposed to have this amazing experience full of adventure and family and friends and love. And the whole point of life isn't necessarily to find, you know, this one aha moment, which it might happen for other people. And that's great. You know, I'm, I'm on the, I'm jealous of you because I wish that's how it could be for me. But basically this movie just really 
reminded me to not necessarily live in the moment, but just realize that life is a lot bigger than just trying to find a job and making that your life's purpose. And as somebody who struggles with being a multi-passionate human being, meaning that I really enjoy doing a lot of things and a lot of different things make me happy, it's really important to take a step back and realize that life is more so about the little moments that up that add up to the big picture rather than this one big defining moment. And if you watch the movie, obviously it's more geared towards, actually, I really don't even think it's geared towards younger children. Like Pixar really said, let me put this on Disney plus because I know a bunch of 13 year olds will watch it. But I really think that this movie is truly meant for anybody in the ages of like 18 to like 35 when you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your life. But it's, it's really good. And I think that everybody could benefit from watching it. I've heard so many good things about the movie in the past like week or so, so I really need to watch it soon because like you said, it's 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 something that you think initially is geared toward like younger kids, but everyone that I've heard talk about it is like over the age of 18, so. That's what I'm saying, and the movie has only been out for a week. It, it released on Disney Plus on Christmas Day, and my sister literally watched it like we – we're staying together and she was watching with her AirPods in and I could literally hear her like weeping because of how like introspective the movie like was. And it's just really good. It's, it's pretty short too. It's only, it's probably a little bit over an hour long. Um, it has Jamie Foxx in it. Who doesn't love Jamie Foxx? Trying to think of some other, there's some pretty A-list, high-list celebrities that voice the characters of the movie. So it's actually really good. Um, if you don't have a Disney plus login, I think that you can download it, um, and do like, a week, you know, free or whatever, but you know, with the same thing with Netflix and Hulu, like just ask your sibling, ask your cousin, ask your neighbor. I'm sure they'll be happy to give you the login. I know that I'm not giving you my login because I actually mooch off of one of my other friends. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, but yeah, so Robin Hood and the movie soul download it, watch it, let us know what you think, start investing, get your money, right? Get it tight. Period. Poo. All right, guys. So let's start off with let's start off with what we've learned in 2020. I feel like this mm. year has been. Mm-hmm. I I just don't. I almost don't know how to describe it because March literally sometimes it feels like March was like three years ago, <laughs> and other days it feels like it was just yesterday. Like I remember so vividly back in March when. We were trying to figure out what was going to happen with school. We found out, oh, we're going to be going home at least for two weeks or, you know, off campus. Classes are going to be online. Two weeks turned into the whole semester, turns into the fall semester. And it's just been a wild and chaotic ride from this with this year from, you know, everything going on with racial injustice and the pandemic and people dying and people getting sick. And now the vaccine's coming out. Just there's been so much that has happened this whole year. And one thing that I kind of wanted to reflect on, I guess, was that I, I'm not even sure how to put this eloquently, so just bear with me. But one thing that I guess I've kind of observed slash learned maybe is that one thing that set this year apart for me and so and like other people, I feel like me as a black woman um, with everything that has happened with so many deaths, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey. Um, George Floyd, like when these instances happen, 
for white people, their response is, oh, I'm listening. Oh, I'm learning. I'm trying to take a step back and kind of learn what this experience is like. But then for me, it's like, this is my this is my firsthand experience. This is what my life has always been. So I, I guess that's not even I don't I don't know how to just like word it. It's just like something that has stuck out to me so much about this year. And like I've said in other episodes, I really am glad that other people are willing to learn and willing to listen. But it's almost just mind boggling to me that it took until 2020 to get to that point. Like people are listening and learning. But the thing is, is that this is your everyday experience. So you don't get the opportunity to step back the way that other people do. Exactly. No, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Like, I guess I kind of realized that and and you can say it's something that I learned, like when all these issues happen, other people have the privilege of stepping back and saying, "Okay, like I'm going to listen. I'm going to learn from other black people. I'm going to try and understand what their experience is like, but I'll never be afforded that privilege because it's my everyday experience. And I th- I thought about this too when I was on TikTok the other day and it was saying something about like people who study like critical race theory or something like that, which if you're not in academia is literally just a theory about race and sociology essentially. And it was saying how people who, you know, they become not radicalized or like woke. I don't know what you would want to call it, but like people become educated, I guess you could say, by reading critical race theory. And the difference between you and I is that you read critical race theory and I live it. So I I don't know. It's just something that I've really thought about like over the past few months. And there's not really a takeaway from this, honestly. I guess it's just to be more cognizant of the privilege that you have and ways that you can help dismantle that and unpack that and actually use your privilege to support Black people, Indigenous people, and other people of color. Well, I also think, too, to add on to that is, and specifically more so as a white person, there's a difference between saying that you're woke and being woke. Um, And for those listening, you know, being woke essentially just means that, as Brendy just said, you're educated, aware, and willing to stand up for the injustice that you see in your everyday life. Um, But me more specifically, I think that for a while I said that I was woke, but I wasn't necessarily aware of even unconscious bias or even just small like microaggressions that I saw on the internet between like people that I followed or, you know, people that I was friends with on Facebook. Like you just let these people say certain things and you never actually because that right there, just like sitting back and being like sending a screenshot to like Brendy saying, oh, look how messed up this is. Okay, well, by not saying anything, I'm actively adding to the problem, if that makes sense. So I guess one takeaway, which wasn't necessarily on my list, is that you have to kind of, if you're going to talk the talk, you need to walk the walk too and make sure that everything that you're saying is being done in your actual life. Yeah, that that made a lot of sense. I think it's it's a lot like you said, like you can't just talk the talk. You you have to be about that action too. My I mean, I think that a lot of people learned a lot of different things in 2020, but um my first thing that I had on my list was that it may take a while, but you'll get to where you want to be in your healing journey. Um we all experience different levels and forms of trauma across our life. Brendy and I 
talk about it every single week on this podcast, whether it deal with, you know, body image issues, issues surrounding race. Um, I'd like to think that we cover a wide span of topics on this podcast that we're both interested in, but also that we've personally experienced. Um, And I think that this year afforded me the opportunity to step back and realize that I still had a lot of work to do and I still have a lot of work to do, but for a really long time, I never thought that I would get to a place of peace just mentally. And this year I was able to spend a lot of time just being perfectly honest in therapy, talking to people who um, mentor me just about the different areas of my life that needed to be worked on um, in order for me to move forward and, you know, find this journey, this enlightenment, whatever you like want to call it. Um, And I think that for a lot of people, they feel like when they take a step back and look at their life, they think that they're never going to be you know, heal from all the bad shit that they've gone through. But I just wanted to recognize that you'll get there. Um, It just takes a while. And also you have to do the work. You're not going to, this is with anything in life. You're not going to ever see results in your life if you don't put in the work. And when it comes to your mental health, if you don't put in the work, if you don't go to therapy or if you don't acknowledge, you know, where you're struggling, you're never going to be able to come out on the other side and say, wow, I went through that. I lived through that. And I'm not going to say now I'm fully healed, but more so just realizing that you have to put in work in order to see the end result. You can't sit there and complain about your life and all the things that are wrong in it or all of the things that, you know, you haven't worked through yet without actively trying to make it better. And obviously there comes a certain privilege with that because things like therapy are not accessible to everybody. But as mental health is on the cusp of a lot of people's minds, there are a lot of people, you know, on the internet and there are free resources. Like I I follow so many therapy, like therapists on Instagram. And that's not necessarily a solution to people's problems because they obviously don't know your situation. They don't know what you've been through, but there are a lot of ways that you can actively try to mentally recover from the things that you've been through. And also just trying to like work even maybe with a therapist or with a counselor and say like, Hey, I can't afford it. Can you direct me in the direction of somebody who might offer free counseling? Um, or do you know of some sort of payment plan option that I can go through if I don't have insurance? So all of that to just say that when you're in a situation and it seems like the end of the world, just realize that one day you look back on it and you'll be like, wow, I finally did the work that I needed to do in order to see a stronger version of myself in the end. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly, especially with just so many people being stuck inside or being isolated or being away from family and friends. Um, It's definitely not a time that contributes to, you know, having a healthy state of mind. Um, So like Shannon was saying, there's so many free resources. If you're a college student, your college has resources for you. There's a lot of podcasts too that talk about um, different mental health topics that um, deal with therapy, things like that. So really just make sure you're taking advantage like of all the resources. There's online therapy. There's all kinds of things. And like Shannon said, if you don't, you know, put in the work, you can't really expect to see results. And that's with really anything, like even with like fitness, I can't sit here and complain every day. Oh, I'm unhappy with my weight. Oh, I'm 
not healthy enough or whatever and continued like the lifestyle that I'm on or continue the trajectory that I'm doing. Because if you're not doing anything to help you accomplish your goals or help you get over something, then you're literally going to be stuck in that cycle. Exactly. And that's, and I know that it sounds mean and I don't mean to sound harsh and be like, oh, your life sucks because, you know, you make it suck all on your own. Obviously, there are various factors that go into it. Some you can, I'm trying to think of like the saying, but some things are out, there you go. Some things are in your control and there are other things that are out of your control. But what I started to realize over this last year, especially spending so much time, not I don't want to say in isolation because I'm lucky enough to live with my family and I had my grandparents stay with me for an extended period of time, which I will always be grateful for looking back. But more so, I think I started to realize that my journey to healing was about controlling the controllable and letting go of all the things that I can't. That's really profound, Shannon. You're getting deep on the pod. (laughs) Kind of um, that – my next thing kind of connects with yours. And in this last month of the year, I've honestly done a lot of reflecting about just how important family is to me too. My family, if you don't know, my – you know, immediate family and my extended family on my mom's side is very close um, and so this year it was extremely different not going to Maryland for Christmas. And I just had to see my Snapchat memories from like the past three or four years of like the different things I would do with my little cousins and the dances me and my sister would do with our other cousin and just like the things that I would plan and do with my family and just things like that. And, and it was honestly really upsetting because I'm like, we're in the middle of this pandemic and there have been so many times where I, I really feel like I did take that time with my family for granted because I just assumed, oh, you like, you know, we'll be back up here in a few months because we do go to Maryland pretty frequently. And we've only been up a couple yeah. of times this year. Like we went up in August and I don't think we got went up any time before that. So we've been there pretty much once this whole year. And it's just been so, so weird and so different not to see my family in person. Like we're we've still – connected on like social media and use Zoom and things like that. But it's just really different. So if you are in a position to where you get to see like your grandparents or your cousins and aunts and uncles like frequently or they live in the same state as you, like definitely don't take that time for granted because I would honestly give anything to like go hang out with my cousins like in person and be in Maryland and get to actually spend time with them and not have masks on and things like that. Yeah, I 100% agree with that being that my family is also up north and well or up north as well. Um, We typically spend Christmas in New York um, and like for Thanksgiving, usually my grandparents would always come down here. And obviously because things are so different this year, we were all sort of just scattered around and not together. So I would definitely agree with Brendy where it's kind of like another thing learned is just don't take the people in your life for granted. Um, And sort of going off of that, my next thing was that I learned was to take inventory of the relationships in your life. Um, And I won't really touch on family as much because Brendy did a really good job of that in her thing um, learned this past year, but more so just like realizing that if people don't 
serve you in the way that you need to be served and that if they're not there for you in both the good times and in the bad, it's perfectly okay to recognize and realize that. I think a lot of times when you go through high school and you go through college, you make these friendships and you think that they're going to last a lifetime when in actuality, it's really important to recognize that sometimes some friendships are just for a season of life and that there's nothing wrong with that and that you can still wish a person well, but realize that they're not meant to have that much access to you anymore. Um, and vice versa, like I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who think the same thing about me, who are like, oh, wow, I'm so grateful that I was friends with Shannon for that, you know, year or however long, but, you know, we're not really on the same path anymore. So it doesn't necessarily make sense for us to be so connected. And I think that for a really long time, I tried to be the person who was friends with everybody, who stayed super connected with people, who was always accessible to people. And it took this year in quote unquote isolation, because like, I still obviously have seen some of my friends and same thing, like Brendy and I have seen each other as well, but more so just taking, taking an inventory of the people of your life and spending more time with the people who build you up and make you better and make you happier rather than trying to spread yourself so thin. Then at the end of the day, all of those relationships suffer no matter what. I think that's a great point, Shannon. I honestly, and we're both kind of similar in this, I don't have very many like close, close friends that I would consider. I have a lot of like acquaintances for sure. I have a lot of people I might, you know, keep up with on social media, respond to stories, comment on posts, et cetera, et cetera. But I just really don't have many like close friends that I don't, that I talk to on a regular basis. And I think it was so important, the, po- the point you brought up about like how some friends are just in your life for like a season. And there have been some friendships this year that I've just kind of like, that I've just kind of fallen off and I don't really get it. Like, I'm like, what did I do wrong? Like, why don't they talk to me anymore? Like, why aren't we, Ooh, yeah, why aren't we as same. close as we literally were like a couple months ago? And I ha- you just have to take a step back and realize and it, it sucks. It really does suck. But like at the same time, you have to take a step back and be like, you you can't always be the person that's consist consistently reaching out because I'm that kind of person and mm-hmm. I just it gets I just don't have time for it anymore. Like if I'm always the one texting you first, always calling you first, always trying to make plans with you first, and you can't even reciprocate that by like one sixteenth, then it's just, it's not worth it. And there's no like bad blood. There's no animosity there, but it's just like, I'm not going to put a hundred percent into friendships and relationships. If you're giving me like negative 0.05. So I don't have anything else for what I've learned for this year. Do you? Or should we move into what we kind of our goals and our our future aspirations for the year? I'm down for a little goal setting, a little manifestation moment, a little vision board action. Yes, a little (laughs) audio visual board. So, Brendy, what's your first goal or what are you manifesting for 2021? So the first thing that I would I'm going to say it because just because it's been so recent in my life is to continue to make health and fitness a priority in my life. Um like I'm some I'm not like super athletic. I'm not trying to sit here and say that by any means. I'm not the next Serena even though I do enjoy a quick little tennis game. <laughs> but you said you serve something real quick. Period. But I think just making sure that I focus on 
my health and wellness every day has started to become very important to me. Um, right now, I'm in a 60-day fitness challenge. I think I'm on day 20 almost, so I'm about yes. one third of the way through it. Yeah, it's um, 60 Days Sweaty with Najma, one of um, our my cousin's friends. And so she posted about it on Instagram probably like a month ago. And I – she posted like for two days and then I was like, mm, like, do I want to do it? Like, I don't know. So I was, cause I was like 60 days is a long time and I, I don't work out consistently right now. And she's saying that I need to do something every for 60 days. Like that's a long time. Yeah. So then I just ended up joining and there's like 30 other people that are doing oh, wow. it, which is awesome. And I've been keeping up with it every day. I got a new Fitbit so I can keep track of my workouts and everything. And honestly, I think that's probably one of the best things that I did for myself this year, even though it didn't start until literally the last month of the year. But honestly, I've just been like genuinely shocked that I've kept up with it. Like I went from literally hardly working out to working out every single day. And it's only been like about 20 days, like I said, but it is something that I do want to keep up with. And even after the 60 days, I don't know that I'm still going to work out every single day, but it's definitely something I'm going to make more of a priority. And also along with that, like eating healthier, I think this year a lot, I started eating like more fast food and more takeout because, you know, I'm trying to support small businesses out here. I'm trying to support these franchise owners. Like, Brandy, Starbucks so is not a small business. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> it is if you, if you pretend it is in your mind. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's just been like something I've had to like take a step back and be like, it's, it's not even like I'm trying to control, like be like, oh my God, I can only eat 300 calories a day, blah, blah, blah. Not 300 like, that's calories not a what day, Miss Ma'am. You'll be, you'll be a goner in about a week or so. <laughs> that's definitely not what I'm doing by any means, but just being more like conscious of like what I'm eating, what I'm like, how much water I'm drinking, what workouts I'm doing, and things like that has just started to be really important. And I think because I started so early and I didn't wait until today, January 1st, to start this and kind of focus on this. No shade to anyone who just started it. You go ahead, girl. Or, or boy. But like, I think because I started it earlier, I, I'm more likely to con- continue with it. So I don't know. We'll see. Y'all might hear from me in a couple episodes talking about mm, I'm back on my crazy, like <laughs> eating out every day. So <laughs> just stay tuned for that one. <laughs> what workouts have you been doing? Because I know like when people first start like a health and fitness journey, they might think of like, oh, I'm going to hit the gym every single day. But with a lot of gyms being closed or you being more mindful of how much you're like interacting with the public, I know that you've been sort of honestly doing like a more alternative way of health and fitness that I think a lot of people should start doing as well, especially as you just mentioned tennis, because I think a lot of people negate the fact that there are ways that you can be active without having to hit the gym at 6am lifting 250 pounds. Yeah, so that's definitely not me. If you never knew that, I'm not one of those gym shark. Oh, you're girlies. not. You're not. No, you're not a CrossFit not, heavy lifter. Not one of those CrossFit gym shark girlies. Like props to all the people that are, but I'm not that. So um, I I really like dance. I like hip hop. So I've been doing um, some hip hop classes with Mike Peel Fitness. They're free videos on YouTube. I'll link them down below. He Ooh. does 30 minute workout classes and I burn like a good like 150, 200 calories for everyone that I do. So that's awesome. And it goes by so quickly. And it's like, it doesn't even feel like it's been 30 minutes. So I do those. I, do, I have Fitbit Premium and I just realized that comes with 
workouts too. So I've done oh, a couple cool. ones on there. Um, I played tennis with one of my friends, Alyssa, because we have a tennis court in my neighborhood. Been doing that. Um, some yoga videos. So I, I mean, you definitely don't have to be like a Gymshark Cross Fitness girly, you know, getting up every day chugging your pre-workout and hitting the gym like you can do that if you want to but the thing that's been great about the challenge that I'm doing is like one of the like I guess you could say mottos is something over nothing so as long as you're doing something every day making yourself sweat it doesn't have to be like the super intense crazy workout it just has to be something that you're doing for yourself some kind of activity that you're doing and I think like you said that's why people get intimidated they don't want to work out so just realize it doesn't have to be something crazy intense. It can be as simple as going to YouTube, typing in a 20-minute yoga flow, and there you go. Um, I love that. And my like follow-up question to that was also, you're 20 days in, and some people argue about how many days it takes to build a habit. Some people say 21. Other people say 60. Other people say a lifetime. Have you noticed a difference mentally with being active every day. Um, obviously, I know that it'll come with physical benefits, but I know that neither of us really, I mean, yeah, it's nice, but neither of us really care about that as much. Um, but mentally, have you noticed a difference from moving your body every day? I feel like I've honestly been sleeping better. Um, I feel like I have more like mental clarity, like my head doesn't feel like I'm in the clouds as much. And it's funny because since I'm so far into it now, I'm like, I'm like planning my days around my workouts. I'm like, okay, like, when am I going to work out today? Like, when am I going to make sure that I'm drinking enough water? Like, when am I going to make sure I get enough like fruits and vegetables for the day? So I think that's really something I've appreciated too. Just like the mindset, mindset shift I've had, like, you know, prioritizing this in my life and making sure that I do get my workouts in. So I think that's, those have been probably some of the benefits yeah, so far. I love that. Um, so my first um, intention goal of 2021 is to read more for pleasure. Um, I am a self-professed self-help junkie. Every self-help book that you can think of, how to build habits, certain diets, how to be a boss babe, like every self-help book on the market, I have probably purchased or thought about purchasing, which that's great. And there is nothing wrong with reading those books. But I've also just learned that when I'm constantly reading those books, I constantly am thinking of all I have to do about where I'm not at in life. So if I'm reading, you know, a book about how to, you know, invest or how to save this much money by X date, obviously that's great. And of course I want to save as much money as possible and invest as much money as possible. But I'm so, I'm thinking so much about the future that I'm not really enjoying the present moment. And that's what I have come to learn with all of these self-help books that I've, you know, bought over the years. And so I really want to get back into a routine of reading for pleasure, whether that be, you know, a nonfiction young adult novel or just something a little bit more lighthearted. Um, one of the series that I read over quarantine was 
a to, uh, to All the Boys I've Ever Loved Before, um, which has actually been adapted into a Netflix series. And so there's three books in the series. It literally follows this little girl in high school and, you know, heartbreak and all this just like cheesy stuff. And but the thing is, is that I've never gotten through a book faster because I'm like, this is so easy to read because it's nothing, you know, deep and profound. And I do have like a little morning routine that I've highlighted on our Instagram before where I do the Daily Stoic and I journal and I do read like an excerpt from a more self-help type book, which is great. But I just realized that my head, if it's not in a book, it's on my phone or on my laptop, which is causes a lot of distraction and a lot of chaos for me. So what I've been doing recently and sort of similar to Brendy, I really only started it in the last month of the year, but I'm grateful because I'm hope I'm hoping to carry it through me or I'm hoping to carry it with me through 2021 of more so just picking up books that make me happy and that I want to read. So I'm right now I have a goal of a book a month. That way I can, it's a low, you know, a book a month is pretty easy to get through because a lot of the books that I read are, you know, I would say like, you know, five, 500 pages or less. Um, and that's not that much if you think about it. But for me, between all of the stuff that we have to read for school and all the papers that we have to write, that is a number that's manageable and doable to me. And if I go over that number, I exceeded my own expectations. So one book a month is my goal. And I just finished up like where the crawdads sing. I'm about to finish up the librarian of Auschwitz. And my goal, hopefully, like this year is to not necessarily start a book club, but I would love to create some sort of list for people to refer to, to be able to go and purchase the books on their own and read them. Because even from just like young adult fiction, I feel like I take away a lot of insightful information. So that is one of my goals is to read more for pleasure. BS book club in 2021. Is that what I'm hearing? Honey, you don't know what's up my sleeve. <laughs> so I was going to ask you, are most of the books that you're, well, I don't know how much you've planned or like if there's any specific books you want to read thus far. I was going to ask, are they all mainly like young adult fiction? Or are they more like sci-fi? Are, are they all different kinds of genres? Or is there a specific one you're kind of focused on? No, honestly, they really range from a lot of things because as I've shared on the podcast before, um, I have a fascination with like World War II history. So some of the books that I have and have read focus a lot on that, like, you know, love stories from Auschwitz or other concentration camps of these people who have been through, you know, horrendous things. And the thing that I, I don't want to say enjoy about reading those things, but these people were put through the trenches they seen and experienced the most horrific of things. And yet somehow they came out on the other side and that wasn't the case for 6 million other people. So I really enjoy those inspiring stories, but then also same thing. I just told you that I read Where the Crawdads Sing, which was a little bit difficult to get into. I'm not going to lie. It was on Reese Witherspoon's um, book list. So I was expecting a little bit more from it. But once I got about halfway through the book, I honestly could not put it down. That's how good this ending was. Um, so I would really say that they just, they, it's a wide array of books because I really like seeing what other people are reading. Um, I made a list of all of my, this is my issue. Let me just break this down. My issue is that I have so many books 
So I told myself that I am not purchasing any more books until I finish every single book that's on my bookshelf. So there's probably about, I would say at least 25 books on my bookshelf that I like need to get through that I've just accumulated over the years and said, oh, I'll read that when I have time. And then I never actually made it a priority. And so I'm acknowledging the fact that if I want to read more, I need to make it a priority. So instead of picking up my phone in the first hour or two of waking up, I really want to reach for my book. And so it's, it expands because I'm lucky to come from a family where my mom loves reading, my grandma and grandpa love reading. So they're always, um, they always have a book in their hand and they always have really good, um, you know, novelists to recommend. And then my friend Gabby also loves reading. She's uh, an English teacher. And so she always has like a list up her sleeve if I ever need it. One of our favorite authors is Jody Pickle. She, or I don't even Pickle. I don't, I think that's her last name, but she, um, wrote My Sister's Keeper, which was adapted mm -hmm. into a pretty popular film. So I would say that it, um, it varies and I'll, I'll pretty much read anything. Um, I, the only thing I really don't like is like dystopian fiction, like 1942 type of deal, like Fahrenheit 451. I'm dead. <laughs> I kind of like those. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, I have to be in the mood for it, but I, I do kind of like those books. Yes. All right, Kitty Girl, what's your next What's your next goal for 2021? So kind of tying in with reading, one of my goals for this year is to read more of the Bible and to also Ooh. read more devotions. Um, I used to do like daily devotion, like devotionals, um, but I haven't really, honestly, just like with school, life, TikTok, everything. It's not TikTok. Just not, <laughs> not TikTok <laughs> taking you away from the Lord. <laughs> there have just been a lot of distractions is what the point I'm trying to make. So really just going back to that, I feel like there's literally like anytime I have an issue or just something going on, there's like a story in the Bible that connects to it. So just making that more of a priority in my life, maybe I'll, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to try to read the entire Bible this year. I think that's very ambitious, but you know, maybe just like the old Testament or new Testament, like getting through some of that I think would be really cool to do. And just reading some more devotionals. Um, I know I've had a few recommended to me, but, and I think you've recommended a couple to me too, Shannon. So just picking one and sticking with it. So yeah. Yes. I think, did I end up, did I give you the Embrace Devotional by Lisa Turkhurst? Yes. And I still need to pick that one back up. Yeah, that one, that one's really good. I like those because they're one pagers. Um, when it comes right. to devotionals, whether they're spiritual or not, that's also why I like the Daily Stoic because they're just one pagers. They're easy to digest. You don't have to spend a lot of, you know, time and thought. Um, it kind of just right. breaks it down really easily for you. So I really like that. I did not know that was one of your goals. I yes, do agree you with you though. Getting through the whole Bible in one year is probably no easy feat. Exactly. That's a little too ambitious for me. So I have to just cut it in half. Yeah. Um, so my next one is spend more time outdoors. I have, I don't want to say I've always loved nature and being outdoors, but whenever I went to Appalachian State, I didn't really take, or I took for granted being right in nature's backyard and in the mountains. So whenever I left there and whenever I met my boyfriend, we made a really conscious effort to spend more time hiking and walking nature trails. And whenever I went out West this past summer, that really sparked my goal of eventually getting to every national park in the country that there's about 
I think now they just added one in West Virginia. There are 63 national parks in the whole country. Um, and so my overall life goal is to get to all of them. But for the time being this year, if international travel is not you know, allowed, if borders are not open, I would really love to spend more time focusing on seeing more of the United States because I think I took for granted how beautiful our own country is. And it took me going all the way, you know, out west on my trip to see the beauty that we have right here in the United States. So even if it's just for, you know, a walk at my local nature preserve, I definitely want to spend more time outdoors because even though there is research, you know, saying that the sun is obviously sort of bad for like your skin, it's also really, really good for your mental health and for um, various, you know, vitamin levels that exist within you. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not about to you know, sit out here and tell you all this stuff. But um, I've just read and been enlightened into more research as to how just being outside, grounding yourself on the earth is really good for um, your cognitive and mental health. Short and sweet, but that is one of my goals. Love that. I feel like I need to do that too. Just making more time to like sit outside and be one with nature and get some sun. I think that's always really important to do. Yeah. Well, and that's actually a really good point to make because the I am an Enneagram three and I always ask my sister to go like hiking with me or all these things. And she's like, Shannon, I don't want to go hiking with you because you make it like a competition. I want to go bask in the sun. I want to just lay in nature. And so when I say that I want to spend more time outdoors, yes, part of me is saying I want to go, you know, hiking and snowboarding and all of these things. But I also just want to take a moment, like Brandy just said, to actually like sit and just be like, present like with myself and just like bask in the sun and just realize that like even just being able to sit outside and take in fresh air is a privilege. <laughs> Absolutely. So my next one is to invest and save more. Um, as I talked about with the appetizer Robin Hood, um, I've just been really interested not only in investing but also saving more. This year especially, I think a lot of people were kind of in a pinch this year when everything happened with the pandemic, kind of had to reassess their finances. And my family's been really blessed that both of my parents still have their jobs and we haven't struggled at all, but I know so many people who have. So it just kind of got me thinking that this is a really great time in my life to start saving. I want to save for well, one for like post grad life because I'm gonna need to live somewhere and she's gonna be expensive, right? Like I just need to make sure I'm able to afford my lifestyle and the basic necessities one day <laughs> in the next few months. So not only that, but also just I feel like now, like I was kind of saying earlier, is a really great time to invest and just having so much time to like be at home and think and learn and educate myself has been really beneficial. So earlier this year, I opened a high yield savings account. There's a ton out there. I personally use Marcus. Um, the rates are kind of lower right now just because of how the economy is, but I'm sure it'll be on the come up soon once, you know, the vaccine's distributed and everything kind of starts going back up. So um, basically, it's it's just a savings account that is going to give you a higher interest rate than your typical bank would with like Wells Fargo or BB&T. Um, and it's just great because it's like a separate account from everything. Like I don't really touch it. I don't really look at it. I honestly forget that I have it sitting there and I can just like keep throwing money towards it and like building up my savings, which is great. And then also um, 
I've been like I was kind of saying earlier, I've just been trying to learn more about stocks and I feel like it'll definitely pay off in the long run since I do, I'm only 23 and some of these things I do want to have for years to come. So I think there's no time like the present and it'll definitely pay off in the long run. Yes, I love that. And the good thing about living in this moment in time is that there are so many free resources available to people to learn about the stock market and how to invest. There are a plethora of podcasts. We are more than happy to link a few down below, obviously, because we are not financial experts. So we don't ever want to give advice that, you know, don't come for us. Um, but we'll, we can list a bunch of different resources that we use, whether it be an app, a podcast, or a book. But I feel like Brendy is really spot on with just saying that there's no time like the present um, to get involved in these types of endeavors. And the thing about investing is that it's never too early, especially if you have, you know, dreams of owning investment property or things of that nature. It's never too early to even just start putting, you know, like I said earlier, five, ten, twenty-five dollars a month towards something that you eventually, you know, want to purchase um, or use as like a side stream of income. And so I'm really interested to see um more so of like where you invest your money, Brendy, and like the different things that, you know, you use Robinhood for because it's always fun. Like whenever people start getting older, it's always, you know, fun to start talking about, oh, like investments and stocks and learning from people. Like my brother is five years older than me and I've learned so much even just from him over the last, you know, year or so about investing. And I'm really happy that I downloaded the apps that I downloaded because it's really taught me that, you know, a little bit goes a long way. And it's also taught me patience because, you know, I'm somebody who wants to see like an immediate return. And my brother's like, Shannon, you can't invest $10 into something and think that you're going to get $10,000 back in six months. Like it takes <laughs> if time. Only, if only. <laughs> right? I wish that's how it worked. Well, my final um, manifestation slash goal for 2021 is really to just prioritize the necessities. And it's sort of just short, sweet, and to the point like my last one where I think I, like a lot of other people, make excuses for a lot of things. I say that I don't have time, but really I do have time. I just choose to spend it on things that are useless and meaningless. And that's not to say that things like TikTok are not fun, but really putting boundaries around certain things so that I can grow in other areas of my life and stop using I don't have time and replacing it with oh, that's just not a priority because for me, I think that's going to be a big mental shift. Um, I have a lot of dreams and things that I want to accomplish in 2021, but also further down the line in my life. And I think that for a while I've been using, you know, outside factors, things that are out of my control or even things that are in my control that I just refuse to acknowledge and change as an excuse. And so I really want to spend this next year prioritizing, you know, getting a job post-grad, making connections, um, networking, just things that are going to put me on track to be more successful um, in life. So yeah, I would just say prioritizing necessities and especially when it comes to, you know, spending that I don't need to do or, you know, certain people that I might need to set boundaries with, um, really just taking this next year to prioritize me and putting boundaries around things that need boundaries. I think saying prioritizing the necessities is a great way to put it, especially since we're like about to enter this new chapter in our lives with postgrad. 
Um, my final thing, well, I mean, I, I like what you said too, Shannon. So mine's kind of like tied to that in a, in a way. So I think this year I've really like, I mean, we've all reflected a lot, I'm sure. But one thing that is something that I'm pretty passionate about is giving back. So this year I want to, and it's something I just like want to really prioritize more in my life. Um, so finding different opportunities and ways that I can give back to the community is something that I want to do. Um, and getting more involved with like local um, like activism and organizations um, and different issues that like I'm passionate about and finding ways to get involved with them. This past year has been kind of hard because like we're still in school and I didn't like do any election things or like anything like that, even though I had those opportunities. But just finding ways that I can give back and support like activism and politics and just like human rights issues is something that I'm going to try and focus on this year. I also really feel like you giving back to the community in terms of um, monetarily kind of ties in with investing because you see a return much, yes, it's not a dollar amount return, but you see when you invest your money into the communities that you are a part of, you see an investment 10 times more over in the long run, um, whether that be you investing your money or your time. I think that's something something that makes us both really happy is volunteering and getting involved with different causes that we're passionate about. I think that that's where like our true passion really lies. And so I think that that really ties into even just investing because, um, yeah, you just invest your time and your money and it's just things that, you know, make you happier and you're giving back to the communities that you care about. All right. Well, that is a wrap on today's episode. I hope you guys liked this like cozy, calm, cool, collected versions of ourselves that you guys got today. Um, This was definitely fun to just reflect on the year. It's been chaotic to say the least. And I know that we're all ready for 2021. Hopefully it will be just a little bit better than 2020 was because just, just a little bit. I mean, the bar is pretty low, so I think we can do it. <laughs> just a little. Just a little. <laughs> the bar is actually on the floor. <laughs> the bar is at a negative right so now, actually. Hopefully, hopefully this year is a little bit better. Um, so just make sure you guys are keeping up with us on social media. Our Instagram is at NotYourAverageBS. Make sure you leave a review if you haven't already. We love reading those so much. Thank you to everyone who's taken the time to leave a review. And just stay tuned for what we've got cooking up our sleeves for 2021 and the podcast. Yeah, it's actually really hard to believe that we're about to come up on a year of doing this show together. That's just wild to think about and to think about what's to come and all the exciting things that we have planned or that we don't even have planned, to be perfectly honest. We're in a very transformational time of our lives. So we're really excited to take you all along on that journey. And, you know, I know today's episode was just us two, but, you know, we still have a very long guest list that we intend on getting through um, for this season geared all towards, you know, activism and people enacting change in, you know, the, their communities and in the world. So we're really excited to continue with that. And as always, we're open to feedback and suggestions. So if you know of somebody who is, you know, making a difference in your community and you want us to reach out to them, to bring them onto the show, to share them with our community and with the world, then please hit us up. 
some of you have our phone numbers, our DMs are always open. So we always want to hear what you all, you know, want from the show, because that's the only way that we, you know, can continue. We want to provide you all the content that you want to hear or, you know, people that we can bring on so that, you know, we can learn something and you can learn something in the process. But do you have anything to add to sum up this episode and 2020 as a whole, Brendy? No, honestly, just just keep an eye out for what Brendy and Shannon are working on for this year. She said keep an eye out, people. All right. Well, until next Monday, that's, that's the BS. The BS.